You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Good morning, Discovering Discos. Welcome to January's hot off the press Club Discover Happy Hour, a personal episode where we go beyond the headlines and instead of talking all things food, we get personal. We're your hosts, Natalie and Tara, and this month we are dishing on the peaks and pits of 2023. I'm sorry I came to this like a little late, a little disheveled because as you said, it's happy hour. Oh, you're drinking red wine. You told me you were drinking something else. I was going to uh, pick up some ranch water, but we didn't have anywhere we normally pick it up in our little town. So I am drinking enchantment. Oh, I was going to drink enchantment. I even chilled a bottle of white, the Aberino. And then I was like, well, Natalie's not drinking wine, so I'm going to drink something else, which brings me to why I'm late. I was like, okay, I'm going to drink a Diet Coke and whiskey. Let me just tell you, I get like maybe they're trying to make the bottle like childproof so that children can't get into it. But I literally could not get into this bottle of whiskey. And I was like, I'm going to be late to our happy hour because of the alcohol I chose. But we'll get more into that later. I just had to tell you, I'm like feeling very disheveled, but I'm here and we are getting into peaks and pits, which I hate that name. I don't I get like that's what you call it. But my family calls it calls it Rosebud Thorn. The difference between what you call it and I call it is the most Natalie and Tara difference, I think. Like, it just showcases our personalities. I am not surprised at all that your family is like Rosebud and (laughs) I just think it sounds so much better than pits and peaks. I don't know. I just, like, think of, like, armpits. Anyway, we really did struggle, though, with picking out kind of what to talk about this month because I feel like we just like have not done things the normal way. Like people in December did their wrap up for the year. People in January did their New Year's resolution. And we were like, here's what we're doing back in November. And like we were just, we've been all over the place. So we kind of struggled. And so then we started kind of talking back and forth about what we want to talk about. And I had said that me and my parents and the girls, um, the night of January 1st, so like the on New Year's Day, I had dinner with my parents and I made everyone in the family do Rosebud and Thorn. And so then, I don't know, we just kind of like came around to this idea and I really love it now. Yeah. When you told me that idea, I really loved it because it is actually a pretty prominent um, task, activity, either or, I guess, that I used to do with Tad. I remember, this is so random, but I'm pretty sure the reason I call it Peaks and Pit is because that's what I think the Kardashians called it like I swear I saw this on a Kardashians keeping up with the Kardashians episode I think they did it like with a trip they took or something and they were talking about their peaks and pits of the trip and I remember watching it and being like oh that is such a good idea for Tad and I because he was about like fourth grade fifth grade probably and so I just thought well that's such an easy thing to do to connect with your kids and like get them talking around the dinner table and so we started doing that and we did it probably for years, basically until Tad got like too cool to talk about (laughs) peaks and pits anymore. But it was it was so fun. And so like, we're going to talk to you guys about it, you know, from peaks and pits for our year. But if anyone wants to take this and apply it to kind of like Tara did with their family, maybe over holidays or vacations or just like Sunday, you know, the end of the week and go through it with your kids. um, It was really, I don't know, I think enjoyable for me as a parent. And I do think beneficial as a parent as well to like connect with your kid in that way. Yeah, we try to do it at least once a week with the girls like me and Daniel. And that's why I brought it over to like my family's dinner and just thought like for New Year's Day, it would be like a great way to start. But I will say someone gave me that suggestion as a way to get your kids to talk more about their day. Like, you know, how you ask your kids in the car, like, how was school? And they like are like, fine, good. Okay, you know, this was like actually to make them open up. So the way that this is going to work is we're going to be sharing our peaks and pits 
for the entire year of 2023, but we're going to break it down into three categories. So we're going to do our personal, professional, and then our family's lives. And uh, we, you know, it is January. So I don't know, for me, it was really important to not just for us to like reflect backwards, but I am so excited about 2024. And I do think like both Natalie and I are Enneagram threes, which is something we love to do is like live in the future. So for me, I also wanted to incorporate something um, that we're looking forward to. And I think that's probably the biggest difference between the peaks and pits and the rosebud and thorn is peaks and pits is obviously like high and low, but rosebud and thorn is high, low, and then the bud is what you're looking forward to. So we are also going to include what we're looking forward to in 2024. I think you just tried to like one up me with your name there. It is one up. It's three parts. And that's how we're doing it. We're we're calling it peaks and pits. I know. But I think you're trying to get everyone who's listening to this, all the discos to call it that. And I think the rally cry needs to be for peaks and pits. It's simpler. It's more straightforward. It's a little less Disney theme, princess. You know how much I love Disney. So I'm going to take that very personally. But I also will say, I wonder if it will be like, I would love for discos to tell us which one they like better. But I could see girl moms leaning towards the rosebud thorns and boy moms leaning towards the peaks and pits. So that would be like a little interesting case study. That is a very valid point because I don't know if I could get Tad. And we'll do this with Jackson Rune. I don't know if I can get them to partake in like rosebuds and thorns, but peaks and pits, like you said, it is just pretty simple and straightforward. Okay, I want to thank one sponsor before we get into it, and it is Toops & Co. It is one of our favorite beef tallow and skincare makeup brands. We, Natalie and I have both just like fallen in love with so many of their products. I have said this on the podcast before, but I love how it's not just the tallow balm. It is a whole range of skincare lines. Um, I use their foundation, their blush. Natalie uses their mascara. Um, it's a really great company that's owned by a husband and wife team that believes in it's not good enough for you until it's good enough for our entire family. And I just think that is such a great like mission stance to stand on. Uh, Tubes and Co.'s entire skincare line and makeup line is 100% natural and only uses organic ingredients from grass-fed tallow, aloe vera, cold-pressed olive oil. So many great things. I am actually just shared on my stories this morning about how I feel like my skin has transformed by using Tubes and Co. beef tallow. So if you want to try out Tubes and Co. for yourself, go to tubesandco.com and you can use our code DISCOVER to save you some money. Yeah, I am very excited. I just placed a new order. I'm going to try out some of their serums. I love a serum. I'm a serum girly. Like I don't do oils very well for my skin, but I do serums. And so I'm very excited to try that. Um, I've also ordered something for Tad. I'm really interested to try their products on Tad's face, like a teenage, a little bit more hormonal acne kind of skin because it's obviously so different than mine. Um, So I am very much so looking forward to my new Tubes & Co. order because as I've shared multiple times, Tubes & Co. has already taken over my bathroom um, as it is. Um, so I'm just, I don't know, excited to add even more. Uh, I will say if you are friends with me right now and it, you have a birthday or anything like there was holiday parties you're getting tubes and co from me like that's what i've been just giving everyone i'm like you need tubes and go i'm like um oprah out here you need tubes and go you need tubes and go everybody needs tubes and go um yeah well they'll appreciate it whoa i think i overboard myself oh my gosh oh my god oh my gosh i'm gonna be wasted by the end of this i will also say i want to make sure you're actually drinking your drink because we are losing a point for our 75 medium and i'm like natalie is gonna freaking pour herself like apple juice and pretend like it's wine and then be like just kidding i got a point mine is real it is whoa i'm gonna be whoa 
Hello. It's a little early. I am so mad right now. I told myself this morning, today's the day I get my first eight. I have not gotten an eight up until this point. And I think you've gotten two and the other friend we're doing it with has gotten a handful. And today was my day and I didn't even realize that I'm going to lose a point for this. I I need a moment to collect my thoughts. I'm kind of distraught. I was distraught over it too. But I mean, this is our happy hour. We come to it with so much fun. So I was like taking one for the discos and having one because I also am breaking dry January with my brother-in-law, Chris, and he is he's listening. I know he's listening and he is going to yell at me. But I have to do what I have to do for the podcast, you know? So here's one for the team. I'm going to enjoy. I'm savoring this drink because it'll probably be the last one to the end of January. Oh, all right. Well, on that note, should we get socializing? Did you like that line? I came up with it. I want to say one thing before we get started that I think is important. Um, is it about my line and how much you like it? No, Mm-mm. not that, but close. Uh, no, because, you know, like Thursdays are for discovering. So these episodes are for socializing. Yes, these are socializing. I feel like you're not appreciating. I'm appreciating all of the things. Mastery of art of the word form. I <laughs> Okay. All right. Share what you're going to share. We do not know what each other wrote. And you wrote your notes into our Google Doc, but I did not look at them. And I wrote my notes into a separate doc because I do not want to know what you're going to say because I am so curious where we fall in this. So I just like, we don't know what each other's pits and peaks are. We do not. I have actually been checking the Google Doc. I did not want you to see it. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to start with our personal peaks. And I really struggled actually in the personal category. I don't know if people tuning in can probably relate to this. As mothers, anything that has to do with our children or our spouses, that gets all lumped into family. And obviously, anything business is going to go into our business. And so that really just left literally us, like me, it. That's the only (laughs) thing for personal. And it just makes you realize how much you devote to, you know, other people in other areas of your life. So you struggled. with. I struggled with this too. I almost texted you and asked what you're going to put. And then I I really just like didn't want this to be like a team project. And I wanted to be individual. So I didn't text you. But yeah, it was really hard for me to pick what yeah, when you break down like what is just you. um, Yeah, I think it's because when you're a mom, you just like give so much of yourself to other people. Yep. And I even considered like things with the ranch like business for Luke and I. So I didn't count. Like I removed that from personal too. So it truly was just me. And I was feeling extremely lame when I was sitting down to write this. But with that said, what I came out of thinking when I was like, okay, wow, I have to extrapolate this out and I have to extrapolate that out. And like this doesn't apply. I really had to get to the root of like, okay, what am I proud of? Because uh, we're going to start with our peaks. What am I proud of most when it just came to me? And I've talked about this a little bit here and there, but probably not as blatant. Um, Again, the podcasting space, I just feels like allows me the capacity to like really give roots to my thoughts. And I feel like 2023 actually kind of was a year for me to find my way back to myself. I kind of realized that. I found myself back to like reading. Um, I have probably been the most consistent with working out. I feel like little, I mean, as silly as they are, little things like that was the best year for me in a really long time. And so what I ended up putting down for this, I mean, I even took a trip with girlfriends, just girlfriends, like our kids weren't there, our spouses weren't there, it wasn't for work, it was literally just a girlfriend trip. And I don't know, I mean, I don't think I had done that since before I married Luke. So I just wrote down that I feel like 2023 was 
my peak or my is it rose rose if that's what you're calling Mm -hmm. it yep um was like little breadcrumbs back to myself and i think that'll tee me up really well for like a 2024 i'm excited about this is exactly why i'm so glad we did not share what we were saying because i literally have written down more comfortable as me and i have done a ton of work on myself i don't think i've shared this anywhere online at all. But I have been seeing a maternal wellness coach uh, for the last like year and a half. So the last year has been like some deep, deep work on myself. And I will say one of the first times I met with her, she said like, this is going to get harder or like worse before it gets better. And she was absolutely right. Like, I think that I had to do some really deep digging this year. And really just like thinking about I don't know, like my role in situations, like what did, how did my actions affect like life choices and just like decisions on whether they are serving me at this point in my life and just taking a lot of ownership for like my role in things. Um, So lots and lots of growth this year. Um, I don't know. I feel like time for friendships, like very much me. And maybe also, I don't know if you feel this way, but my like kids are getting older. Like I just feel like they don't need me at such a like granular granular level as they did. So like you said, I've probably worked out more this year than I ever have in my life. Like just like doing things for me a little bit more. And it has been, I don't know, just so healthy. I will say there have been some times this year that were not great. Like really, like I said, working through those hard things, but exactly what you said, like, I think it's going to tee me up so nicely for 2024. Um, I just had a session actually um, with my coach like two days ago and it was like life-changing and I don't like use that lightly, but like everything felt like all the things we had been working for this year, like clicked into place and it was like, okay, what is serving me and how am I going to carry those things into 2024 and leave behind the things that are no longer serving me? And it was just like, just very powerful. So I feel like working on myself, I will say there's one other thing I want to mention that I was really proud of myself, but it's kind of work related, but it doesn't involve like you or the podcast. So I was going to mention it. I also like hit some really big milestones with my speaking engagements and I am so proud of myself for that. And so I think that that I'm keeping that in my mind as well of like, okay, the changes you're making and the things you're doing like are paying off. They're working like whether that's in my professional life, my personal life, friendships, working out, relationship with the girls, like I feel really good going into 2024. I know every time you talk about um, or share with me, you know, one of your sessions or just uh, remember when you first said you were going to sign up with your, I guess, coach is what you called her. Um, It's always made me wonder if I should do that. I talk about it pretty openly. I feel like in my personal life that I like have been seeing someone and I feel like that is the response I always get from people, Uh, whether that be like Daniel or my parents or whatever. And I really loved this particular coach. She's technically a licensed therapist in Colorado, but I'm not in Colorado. So she's a coach for me. Um, But it's about like relationships, whether it's relationship with the girls or Daniel and my parents. And it really has like helped me so much. But I always get that from people like makes me wonder like what I would benefit from that. Um, And I feel like if you're one of those people, I don't know. I always tell people like the worst that could happen is you don't really like it and you stop or you could really love it and find something new and like really make yourself like dive deeper. Part of it is just spending an hour like looking inward, right? Like it is a scheduled time. Someone's holding me accountable to that to like sit and think about what I'm doing, what I want, like just all the things and like asking really, really hard questions. And I don't know that we always like like do that for ourselves. So it's just like helpful to have someone to like hold you accountable to that. No, we definitely don't. As we clearly 
teed up going into this. We do nothing for ourselves. Nothing. <laughs> we are here to serve everyone around us and be a slave to our businesses because we're tight. But we are going to do better in 2024. Like maybe that is the summary of our first personal peak is like 2024. Okay, moving into our pits or the thorns. It is funny that you mentioned that your kids are older. And so you like that's one of the reasons why you think you've been able to like have this more focus on yourself. I as well was thinking that heading into last summer when it came to gardening. I was like, this is going to be the first summer that Rue doesn't need to be held. Like he can walk and play outside. And this is just like, it's going to be a different summer for me. Because the one thing about Natalie is I love to romanticize summer. Like summer is a romantic season for me. I want to be out barefoot. I want wildflowers growing around me outside. I want to be picking my beans in my cute little basket. I found like I want to be that stereotypical girl during summer. There's just something about summers I love. It's probably growing up in like a four season state where you learn to just really love the beauty of summer. And every summer here in Nebraska, I think that's going to happen. Like I'm going to hang lights on our porch and we're going to eat outside on the deck every night. I'm going to buy new, you know, uh, I've always I've been for like the last three years wanting to buy new deck, like a new uh, table for us, like just wanting to do the whole thing, like fire pits at night and roast marshmallows with the kids. And it was another summer of just hustle. And my garden getting weeds. And I just, it was another, I feel like it was a letdown for me again. Like the end of the summer came around and I was like, I did not approach and spend the summer the way I wanted to. This is the only thing I could think about the entire time that you were talking. I've always loved the idea of summer and sun. (laughs) hot. Really? I'm guessing you don't have much experience with heat. (laughs) Nope. But sometimes I like. Is that, um. The fro- frozen is that frozen? That's Olaf's in summertime. <laughs> That's all I could think. Um, no, but I think it makes a lot of sense. I think I I hate to keep saying as moms, but like. I, I do think as moms, like that's your time, like where the kids are off of school and you, I don't know, you build up so much for summer and like the things you're going to do and like all sorts of different things, I feel like. Um, so I could see that. I mean, I'm a person who like wants to live in a perpetual state of summer. Like I love summer. I love everything about summer. Like I wish there was no other season but summer. So I, I mean, I get it. Um, I feel like one thing that I have learned um, in this last year with my coach actually about anything is like setting up your expectations. And so you should try this. Like I did this for my vacation, but you could probably do it for the whole summer. Like what are your expectations? Like is it once a week you want to have a family night out on the patio? Then like make that is is once a week too often. Maybe it's once every other week. Like set actual expectations so that at the end of the summer you can say we we did those. I can like tangibly remember instead of these like whimsical romantic ideas in your mind of like what you want it to be. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's really good advice, too. I just one thing I have found, I think I hold myself extremely accountable to other people. Like if you were my neighbor and I said, "Okay, we're going to have a once a month outside dinner on the deck and I'm going to make a very fun four course meal and we're going to hang lights and it's going to be fabulous. And I'm going to get like a, you know, cute fabric tablets, tablescape and do it all up the night before, like if it was the 29th of the month or the 30th and we hadn't done it yet, I would feel compelled to force it in on the 30th or the 31st to like uphold my word to you. 
I do that for everyone around me. If I have to uphold a word to just myself, I'm like, meh, you know? So the 29th, 30th comes and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're exhausted or we have this. And then it rolls over and I don't do it. No, I uh, feel that so much. It was actually something I was going to mention in my uh, peak that I didn't like something I was working on. It was uh, something else my coach said to me. She was like, you hold promises to everyone else. And the only person you break a promise to is yourself constantly over and over and over again, whether that's I'm going to work out this week. I'm going to choose, you know, better food choices or whatever it is. Um, I do think the looping in Luke, like I feel like on the vacation, I asked everyone in the family kind of like what what are you each get to pick like two things that are so important to you on this family vacation vacation like what do you want them to be and Daniel was like I want to go on walks every morning as a family and you know everyone had their thing but then we did hold each other accountable like I was like hey you said you wanted to go on walks like let's get going we're gonna go do this even though there's probably times that he was like I just want to lay in bed and be lazy but I was like but this was important to you you know like not to like be like this slave driver He's like, did I say walks? I meant lay in bed and sleep in. <laughs> but you can do that. And then I feel like sometimes you look back on something and you're like, oh, man, we just like laid in bed every morning. And even like, I don't know. I feel like there's that balance of finding what was important for you. So I love that. Um, OK, I'll get into my peaks. This one's going to be hard for me. And technically, I guess this one could be classified as family, but it doesn't like directly impact Daniel or the girls. So that's why I decided to pick it. Like, I think it was something that weighed a lot heavier on me than like the rest of the family. But I've shared about this on social and a little bit on here that my dad um, sold all his cows off his dairy. And that was really, really hard. Like I took it not well, (laughs) to say the least. Like I was a mess. I like right now just thinking about it could absolutely start crying, but I'm not going to. Um, I don't know. I'm just I still am like struggling with it. I know it was the right decision. And I know like I know all of the like I don't know. My, like my brain knows all of the things of why this was okay, why this was the right decision. But like, you know, your heart just like aches a little. Like it's hard to see change. You know, like I think about my dad and like this was more than just a job for him as we know with so many people in ag. Like it was literally just like his entire life. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine like what him and my mom, I mean, I talk with them regularly, but I still can't like know exactly like how they're feeling of going through this like massive life change at like in their 60s like I don't know it is um I hate saying it's a pit because it's not it's an opportunity for something different there is I there's already positives coming out about it but like I just took it so much harder than I expected it's so hard when your heart and your head don't align it's like so conflicting and you want to overrule one or the other but like your brain can logically sort out why it makes sense, but you can't ignore like the gut feeling in your heart. And so those kind of instances are just so hard, I think, to go through. Yep. I agree. Because you can like rationalize. That's what I was looking for. The word rationalize it over and over again to yourself. But like, I don't know. There's just and I'm, I'm sure so many people can relate to that with just like different things in your life that you've given up or you've moved on from or whatever. Like, you, I mean, that happens in business that you, you know, you build something, you grow something like we've even done that with Disco- with Elevate Ag that we've stepped away from Elevate Ag this year um, and to to chase something exciting and new with Discover. But like, it's still, I don't know, there's just transitions within business. And I think when you add on the layer of it, like being so much more than just your livelihood, like it's it's your way of life, it's your history, your heritage. Um, it's just all of those complexities added on. And also you, I mean, you've talked about this, I think you talked about it, like actually during our like our very first personal episode, um, just about how 
you would have maybe like taken over the dairy farm. Like that was something like you loved your time out there. Like that was very close to you. It's not like you just grew up there. You know, it was like really ingrained in you. And I think that's part of your mission, like with why you share and what you do is like looking at your daughters. And so I think there's like that whole level and like layer that plays into it as well, too. For sure. Okay, moving into our what are we on family peak? Is that what we're on? Yeah. Okay. This one was actually easy for me. Um, It was time with Tad. So being a teen mom, you guys is really freaking hard really hard. I can't even prepare you like people who have just littles for like what is to come for you. And I know that obviously every teen is different. Um, So like my experience is definitely not everyone's experience. But I just don't think I was prepared for what like parenting a teenager would be like almost the roller coaster of it. And I'll get into this with my pit because like my both my peak and pit for the family are actually dad. Um, But Tad's junior year was like pretty challenging for me being his mom. And so I don't know. I just feel like we had more lows, more pits in January or in his junior year as like a mother son relationship than we had peaks. And so looking back on the summer, we took a couple different trips, him and I together that were fantastic. We had so much fun together. It was just him and I. So I think that's why they probably stood out really evident to me because I also was like considering putting like the trip I took with like you and one of our other friends with like Jax. I took Jax. You had both your girls, um, which was really fun for me. That's the first time I've ever taken like a girlfriend trip that included kids. And that was like such a fun thing for me that I was like, I have women in my life that I'm this close with that I can go on a vacation without my spouse and I can take my kids and the kids can play together and like the moms can bond. Like that was also very, very special for me with the family. And there was like a few other things too. But for some reason, I think having the contrast of the struggles with Tad, the trips I took with him just really stood out in my mind. And so we went to one of the trips was we go to um, the College National Final Rodeos, the CNFR in June um, every year together. We have for like the last three or four years. And we also went to Fort Worth to a concert together, which is really fun. Like one thing Tad and I have in common is music. We're always sending each other like songs on Spotify and just like we always bond over music. And so going down to Fort Worth and going to Billy Bob's um, and hearing a band play was just it was just a lot of fun. And one thing I have learned um, for mothers is I feel like your kids, especially older kids like teenagers, they can be one type of person at home when they're in this like normal environment they're always in. And I feel like when you pluck them out of that, sometimes you just see a different side of your kid you don't normally get to see. And I think that was really enjoyable for me too. Like I got to experience, you know, Tad in Wyoming and Tad in Texas in just a way that I'm like, He's so fun. You know, like my son is a fun, good person. And like that was, I think, really rewarding to me too, was to like see a different side of my child than like the everyday child who like wakes up, goes to school, goes to sports, come home, does home, like, you know, all of that mess. Yeah. I mean, I have seen you and Tad's relationship and I I know you'll get into like your pits next, but like your peaks and pits with your relationship with him and just like parenting. I mean, parenting is so hard. I think there's a quote that I heard a long time ago that sticks with me. Little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. And I think it's so true. And like I can 
you know, as a close friend of yours, like I'm always wanting to offer like advice or just like a sounding board, but I, I can't, I don't have teens yet. So it's like so hard for me to give anything tangible to you. Um, I will say I just like love Tad so much. He has like such a special place in my heart. Like I think he reminds me of one of my brothers and I think I just like feel very, I don't know, like close to him because of that. Like he just reminds me so much. And the summer that we had Tad, it's been like 18 months now, a year and a half ago, um, out uh, to the lake house. Like we just, I don't know. I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed him in Vegas this year, um, when he came with us and I'm hoping he might come down this coming summer and we can spend more time with him. Cause I just think he's, he is such a good kid. And I, I don't know. I'm excited for the next year for him too, of like going off to college. I'm secretly hoping he comes to New Mexico or Texas so that he's close by me or like even Oklahoma. I'm like, how close can I get Tad to me? Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just like, I think there's such powerful things about traveling. Like you've said this before about with each of your kids, but especially when they're older. Like I know I went to uh, my mom and I went to Vegas my senior year to buy my prom dress and it was just the two of us. And I want to do this with my girls so bad. Like I have the best memories from that trip of just me and my mom, my senior year. Like, yes, we could have just like gone to Lubbock and gotten a prom dress, but it wasn't like we got anything that like still just got a prom dress but it was like the entire experience of getting to spend time with her and like just being the two of us so I like love that you and Tad have that I know it has been really rewarding um to see like your guys's relationship like I love that I have a friend that is like close with my child I think that's really cool and I think um you mentioned something that is so I just think about it all the time that like I feel like there are so many resources and so much almost like noise and conversation around like mothers and littles like the newborn for sure is your advice to like get them sleeping and like all of this stuff and there's all this attention on the younger age and I'm like where is the community and the resources and the conversation around like mothers going through teenage years I'm like because that's honestly like you said little kids little problems big kids big problems I'm like I'm not so much concerned anymore about like the little problems I have going on with Jackson Rue. And I think that like not to diminish like the mothers who are in like a toddler group or like, you know, looking for support for some of the things they're going through with littles. I just feel like I have such a different perspective on it where I'm like, I don't need that help. Like <laughs> we need more people helping parents raise teenagers, honestly. <laughs> so getting into peaks for me for family, this is probably not going to come as any surprise for anyone, but travel like we went to some incredible places this year. Um, a few highlights for me. You and I start off the year in Puerto Rico with our littles and my mom, your mother-in-law. We ended up going to Disneyland. Um, Daniel and I, I did Glamis, which is like sand dunes. And it honestly was... I asked Daniel what his... Uh, peak was for the year. And he also said he thinks Glamis was it. And it was, you know, five days of camping. And I will never forget it was for Annalise's birthday. And we went over, we got there. It was a 14 hour drive pulling a camper trailer. And we unpacked and Daniel was like, well, we'll deal with the rest later. I just want to take the Can-Am out, which is like our UTV and go to the dunes. Like these, if you've ever been to Glamis or if you haven't, you're not sure. Like it is massive sand dunes just for miles and miles. So we put the girls in and we went out on our first ride and on a lease, we have like headphones. So it's like through the headphones, you can hear really clearly. 
she was like, this is the best birthday ever. And I literally like Daniel and I was like, I will never forget her saying that. Like it's become kind of like a, a saying in our family now when something's like really great. We're like, this is the best Saturday ever or like whatever. But that's where it started with her saying that. And I I just loved that trip. Um, I went to Rome this year and I got to take my mom. It was for work. And there was something like a milestone for me about like getting to take my mom with me to like roam and go explore and like do cool things. Um, Similarly with, uh, I took Daniel to the Indy 500 with Good Ranchers, one of our sponsors on the podcast. And that was like another really fun moment that was like, I did this like because of my work and the things you and I do and like discover ag, like made these connections and like getting to bring Daniel to like something that was such a highlight for him. um, Just like made me really proud. Um, you and I did a couple's trip with our husbands and one of our friends, and that was really fun. Uh, we did Chicago, we did Disney World, Mexico, and then we ended the year in Vegas together again with our husbands on a couple's trip. And I don't know, I just, I love to travel so, so much. And so this year was like just filled for me with tons of great travel with kids, without kids, with my mom, with my husband, like all the things. And I honestly just loved it. All the introverts tuning in right now are like having massive anxiety and panic attack right now thinking about all the travel. I mean, that isn't even close to how many things are listed on there. But you get the idea. Like, I love to travel. I think I told you about the time I was having problems with like Southwest Airlines, which is so rare for me to have issues with them. But I was trying to like do something with Annalise. And they were like, okay, well, when was the last time she flew? And I was like, yesterday. And they were like, no, that's not it. And like, we kept going back. They were like, okay, what was the trip before that? And I was like, last week she was in Chicago. And they were like, no, not that one. And it like went on and on and on. And the lady was like, how many trips has this like six-year-old gone on? And I was like, I'm sorry, I take my kids everywhere. Like, I love to have them with me. I will say my favorite is when you guys are glamping or in the what do you call the sand dunes off canam the The canam the canam yeah yeah um you'll send photos usually and i just love to see the girls in their little helmets (laughs) it's like mini taras you guys like tara had like a jacked up jeep like all of like just there's this side of you that i don't think people know and i see glimpses of it in your girls sometimes where i'm like that is Tara's daughter. And when I see the little, I mean, because Annalise is tiny, tiny, like, tiny, tiny, tiny. And when I see her in this, like, I get a photo of her, like, in the big Can-Am with, like, this helmet on. And just, like, she usually has, like, a princess dress or something on to pair with it. <laughs> For sure. Like, Tara's daughter through and through. But they are my favorite photos you sent. Yeah, it's funny. My mom has never stepped foot in my dad's dune buggy or gone camping with us. So it's definitely something I got a love of it from my with my dad like doing this. But I love I mean, I love to be out there. Like it is not the prettiest out, you know, glamping in the sand dunes um, with our RV. But I I don't know. I feel like you can tell when I get there, like I'm in my happy place. Like I'm texting you and you and our other friend are always like, I do not relate to your feelings right now. And I do. I just love it. And I'm glad my girls have found a love for the dunes in the same way I have. I know. I can't ever decide if I want. Like I have FOMO and I think part of me would like to be invited and join you because I do love the outside. And the other part of me is like, absolutely freaking not. So don't invite me yet. But I may, as the girls get older, want to hijack and join you just so you know. Um, okay, moving into family pit. For me, as I alluded earlier, it is Tad again. <laughs> Poor Tad. <laughs> I'm not sure what it says that I know that my peak and pit for my family life was my teenager. Um, I think it has something obviously to do also being maybe a little bit emotional that he's just like 18 and flying the coop. And so I think like moments with him, whether good or bad, just like 
register so much strongly for me than they do with like my spouse or like the littles. Like to me, they feel like constants that aren't that are just going to be there. And for Tad, I just like see him like slipping away. I hope I don't cry. Jeez. Um, I do want to say like Tad is not a bad kid. That is not why he's on my like, you know, pit is because he is like a bad kid. The way I would describe Tad is he is a strong willed kid and he is an independent kid. And I think as a mother, those things can be really, really hard when they hit the teenage stage. If those are part of their personalities, like if they're a strong willed independent child, whether they are like absolutely to the T the best child ever, I feel like you're still going to have problems with them just because they are so strong willed and like their beliefs and their opinions and their ideas. And independence is like really hard too, you know, because you are used to as a mother, like nurturing this child and having them like basically do what you tell them for so many years. And that wears off quicker, I think, with like a more independent child. And I think Tad just hit this point when he was a junior where he wanted more like responsibility and independence to make some choices that Luke and I were not like ready to give him yet. And honestly, we just like butted heads over him being like, I'm almost 18. Like I want to do X, Y, and Z and us being like, but you're not like an adult. You're still our child. So you don't get to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that was just a really hard time for us during 2023 that like coming out of junior year, honestly, the end of 2023 was like phenomenal. Like I feel like Tad kind of got through most of that now and realizes a little bit like, oh, okay. Like my parents aren't like trying to ruin my life. Like, you know, there are reasons why they say I can't do this. And I think we have given Tad like loosen the reins and been like, okay, I guess if he makes a bad decision, like he gets to start dealing with the consequences. So the end of 2023 was much better. But I will say going back to like spring of 2023 and even summer, I feel like there were times when I called you and I was just like bawling. Like, I don't know what, like how to parent my teenager right now. Like he wants all this freedom. But I just like as his mom, I like can't give him that freedom yet. And that was really, really challenging for me. Yeah, I wonder if it's almost like I feel like sometimes when you're going through this to me, it's like, is it preparing you for the fact that he is like flying the nest that he is leaving and like he is going to be on his own. Like I just I don't know, for some reason, I always think about that when you're sharing because he I mean, he does need to find independence as he moves into his college years. But like. There's a fine line, like you said, between the fact that he is going to be leaving next year and like he's still at home right now and he's still your child and still like fully your responsibility and you need to be helping him make decisions, right? Like he's like in that like, I don't know, I feel there's like a Kid Rock song that's like the gap between like, you know, boyhood and manhood, right? Like I know it's a Kid Rock song. I'm sorry. That's my life advice for you. You, <laughs> but he is like ball with the ball to bang, best to song bang. ever. <laughs> I was trying to take Tad to a Kid Rock concert in Vegas, and I did not make it happen. And it is one of my biggest regrets I from twenty twenty three. Really wanted to. Go so did with you. So did Dan. So did one of the other husbands. Like I felt bad. I let everyone down. That was another trip I should have added in. Like my peaks with Tad. Like I had so much fun with him in Vegas. You you tried to take him to a concert, but. Un- unsuccessfully did so but I successfully did like uh the second night we were there like I had a ton of fun with Tad in Vegas um so that was another one I should have added in well my pit's not gonna be nearly I feel like it's exciting as yours but my pit is Daniel's knee 
The story of my life for the last six months has been my husband's torn meniscus. Daniel tore it on one of our camping trips. He was supposed to ride his dirt bike uh, because Daniel still rides and races and stuff. Um, But he didn't even make it that far. He crashed on a bicycle and tore. I think the meniscus was torn and like he already had lots of knee problems. He's been having knee problems since college when he Sure it was. Man. Yeah. He busted it wakeboarding his, I think, junior year in college and just continues to have problems. But the bicycle was the broke cam- a straw that broke the camel's back. I also think being 37 may have played into that as well. But I'm so over this knee. So he had surgery, what, like almost two weeks ago now. And I feel like the end is in sight. He took off his knee brace last night. And I was like, you put that back on. I'm not doing this again. Like the doctor said that knee brace stays on. Like, I don't want to deal with this again with you. And I know that sounds so selfish and I'm sorry for my selfishness, but it does show, though, I think how much like his knee injury probably weighed on you that you chose that, though, because, again, being your one of your best friends, um, I know you've gone through some like stuff stuff with Annalise's um, diagnosis and like journey that was like hard for you. And so I do think it says a lot that like Dan's knee still came out like number one for the pit and door. So I have Annalise down as like in my notes of things that I was going to talk about, but I think I would feel guilty talking about Annalise's as a pit because with Annalise's diagnosis, she has a disease called a genetic condition called neurofibromatosis. And I feel like out of all the things that could have happened this year, the struggles that we did have and the new diagnosis we did have were like. Right. Probably the best case scenario, right? Like she doesn't have another brain tumor. She doesn't have any tumors anywhere. So I think part of me would feel guilty putting that because we have so much to be thankful for for hers. But yes, like definitely there's, I mean, every year has its struggle. And maybe that too, like Annalise's struggles this year really weren't like that much vastly different than the year before, like, or two years before when we got told she had two brain tumors, you know, like I do think I like have to keep Annalise's like in perspective for myself. So Maybe Dan's knee was like the easier, safer choice a little bit for me too. And not how I don't know. Like it just, I don't know. I just feel like with Annalise, I have so much to be thankful for. I can't make that my pit. Yeah, no, I want now that you say it that way, it totally makes sense to me why it actually didn't. Like you said, there's so many worse outcomes that it makes sense to me where you're like, it's hard, but it is like the best hard I could possibly have given like other possibilities. Yeah. Um, okay, moving into our peak for business. This was hard for me. Uh, I knew it would be. Anything about our personalities. Yeah. Um, I was going to pick South by Southwest, but I feel like that's a very evident like peak for us. And so I wanted to add some, I guess, excitement or depth um, to the podcast. And I also didn't know if you were going to pick it. So I didn't pick that one. Uh, I also wanted to maybe pick like leaning into speaking, which is really exciting for me. I literally was just telling you, I don't know, a couple nights ago that I am so excited about one of my keynotes and giving it like I just feel so passionate about it and so excited about it. And I honestly have had the biggest fear of public speaking for forever. Yeah, you know, I would send like my request to you. I would be like, no, I can't do that, but I'll pass you to my friend and you can pay her if you want. <laughs> like I would literally forward request. To I know. You. I was like, you can do this, um, Natalie. So- like I promise you can do this. <laughs> I know. So that was also very exciting for me. Um, I debated picking Sheep Trail because that was also just like an absolute peak for me. I think I didn't pick that because 
Well, it was a very much so a peak for me, like business, like being out there, being able to like, you know, take the steps towards filming our TV series and like making that like putting in the actions to have our dreams come to fruition was very exciting. I think I didn't pick it for our business peak is because one of the reasons it still ranks so high for me is like doing it with you as a friend. And so I think I was like, well, I don't know, maybe that's not like exactly business if what I loved about it so much was like. I get to do this with someone who is so special to me, like the relationship portion. Kind of makes me So cry. what I ended up picking is kind of maybe superficial. I don't know. I guess you guys can judge me. But as a, you know, quote unquote influencer, I had one of my highest paying brand partnerships this year. And it was really rewarding to me, not from like an income standpoint. I mean, obviously, it was like exciting to have the dollar amount attached to it that was attached to it. But I think something that maybe people don't talk about a lot with being an influencer and, and maybe people don't want to hear it, but I feel like it is such a roller coaster of like one moment you're thinking like, I'm in the groove, I've got this figured out, like my community, we're connecting, like all of this is good. And then literally, it could be like six hours later and you're like, I should quit. I suck at my job. <laughs> I'm horrible. Everyone hates me. No one likes my content. Literally. <laughs> I'm just going to retire. Like right now. I'm just just going to retire right now. And it is like, at least for me, I have had that like for 2023, I think because I like struggled with like lots of different things. Like as a creator, I just felt, I guess, maybe seen as a creator. And it was like this validation and recognition where I was like, Okay, thank you. Like, I do feel like my worth was recognized by a brand. And it was exciting for me to know that they were that excited about me as a creator and the work I could create. Yeah, so my peaks, I mean, you mentioned South by Southwest. I did not pick that one. But I did pick uh, filming our episode of Discover Ag, the TV show in Montana. And it really, I mean, it was all of that too. Like it was our week on Sheep Trail. Like I thoroughly enjoyed that. I will say it felt more like a vacation than work in certain points. Like it was a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. I think I came back from that and I think I slept for like multiple days. Um, But it was, for me, it's the peak of like, I can feel it. I can taste it. I can like see it, what this TV show is and what it's going to be. And I think Sheep Trail like really brought um, that to like a point, you know, like we really like tapped into, I feel like more than we ever have of what we want Discover Ag TV show to look like. And so for me, that was the pit is like the excitement building, the like thoughts of like, you know, moving things forward, the contacts we've been reaching out to, like just the conversations we've been having towards the end of 2023, rolling in the beginning of 2024. Like, I just, mm, it's so close that I can just taste it. And that is what I'm excited about. We are salivating. It is delicious. We can smell it. It's like right there in front of us. And that teased me up perfectly for our pit. I'm so curious what you picked for your pit. I know we are so close. But my pit was we were really close. Like we were in connection with, I feel like, a phenomenal production company. Like when I was like, this is absolute goals. I am so excited about them. Like this is them. Like this is who like the perfect partnership, the perfect people to like roll out, you know, the TV series and, and to be on that network. And they ultimately ended up saying that like we weren't like they just weren't going to go in that direction. Like we weren't the fit they were looking for for 2024. 
And I just remember like reading that email we got out of like all of the conversation and everything and just like that feeling in my stomach of being like, no, like we were so close. This was supposed to be it. And so I'm hoping everyone listening, if you can just, you know, like cross your fingers and toes that when one door closes, another like bigger, better, more aligned door opens, because that's what I keep telling myself, like, maybe that was the production company I thought who was supposed to be like, you know, our production company. But I know enough to like trust in my faith and the man upstairs that like, Everything happens for a reason. And every time I thought like, shoot, like that's not how it's supposed to go according to my plan. It was because like my plan was shit and God had a better plan. And so I just know while I'm like defeated in that like conversation from that production company, I also know that like I have enough faith that this peak will hopefully turn into like or this pit will turn into like next year's peak like that. What will come out of this will supposed to be what comes out of it. So it's funny that that was your pit because I, when I tell you that didn't even register on my mind as a pit, it didn't even register at all. And maybe I'm like toxic positivity over here, but I am just like, oh, that wasn't it. Like there, there for sure is someone else that is better, that is more suited for us. That's going to see our vision better. Like they didn't get it. Like that sucks. They didn't get it. And like on to the next. And actually that leads me to my pit is that I feel like I am already like (laughs) looking to the future of like, oh my gosh, how are we going to film TV shows this year? How are we going to have all these things happen? And so my pit has actually been like a very internal battle of figuring out how I'm going to make it all be balanced with like homeschooling and figuring out work. Like that has been very stressful for me of like, how am I going to take on more, do more, like, you know, be gone more for filming or whatever it is and like make homeschooling work. And that has been. I know that's like kind of family too, but like those two things like colliding together has been really like weighing heavy on me for, you know, the last half of 2023. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought you would chose this. But now that you said this, I can absolutely see why this is what you are choosing. Um, I probably don't help with this because I am like emailing you all the time and I'm like texting. I mean, I'm not great about it either. I'm in homeschool hours. I'm in homeschool hours right now, Natalie. Like, shut up. (laughs) I know. And what I found though, I going into 2024, I am trying to give myself more grace of like, we are getting the things done. We do more schoolwork on Saturday sometimes than I care to admit, but we're making it work. And that's where I think I said like toxic positivity. I'm like, we'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be great. And I, I don't know. So, um, with that, I think we'll go to the bud. You don't have a name for this from your peaks and pits, but what is your bud? What is it? The middle of the mountain? The <laughs> the crest? Maybe we're on the crest. No, because bud is like, it hasn't view, bloomed yet. It should be the view. It's the view. Oh, okay. What is your view for 2024? My view, my landscape looking out is South by Southwest. So we got picked for it last year, which means it could have been a peak. I know, but it hasn't happened yet. So it didn't feel like a peak to me yet. Right, exactly. And you know what? I keep saying this, and this is something I want to say, because I think there are two types of people in the world. I think there are, for better or worse, again, come at me. I think there are people that would maybe approach like this opportunity at South by Southwest um, as their peak for their career, their opportunity. They'll look back and they'll be like, that was the pinnacle of my speaking career, you know, being able to speak at South by Southwest. But for me, I want it to be 
like the takeoff launching pad and say that is where yes, like that is where everything took off for me. And so I am just I think I'm so excited because I want to harness South by Southwest um, and turn it into like so much more. And so also, I think coming from someone who was like terrified to step on the stage, you know, a year ago, that is now just like, like craving being on the stage at South by Southwest. Um, I'm really proud of myself for that. So I am just so excited to like, go to Austin again with one of my best friends, like be on stage talking about something that we are so passionate about and and then see like where that takes us for 2024. That's probably my business um, peak or ro- whatever. Now you would have me totally messed up. But for 2024 is South by Southwest being like a launching for even more for Discover Agro TV show, the podcast, all the things. So like South by Southwest is it's not the end goal. It's actually the beginning goal of the goal and like working towards things. And then I have one personal peak that I'm really looking forward to is Daniel and I are currently building a house. And we just got approval on our permits yesterday. So that is going to be a big part of my life personally moving forward. And you talked about how much you love our friendships that we have and that we can go off and like do things and bring our kids. I cannot wait until I can have you and the boys over and we can spend like two weeks up at the cabin, hanging out by the lake, enjoying, I don't know, the fruits of our labor, our hard work, that big check you cashed in last year. You know, like that's I'm super excited about that part of the house building, the end of the house building process. I am too, because I have to deal with you sending me images and screenshots of like trying to decide paint colors and countertops. And while I love it, I'm like ready to reap the benefits of the work I have put into this build as well. It's going to be a long 2024, you guys. So yeah, if you are friends with me, actually, I'm probably going to start polling my community online. Like my stories pretty soon is going to get like, what do you guys think about these paint colors? It's Woo, it's going to be a long year, but we are going to um, it's going to be great at the end. So I'm I cannot even believe how excited I am for 2024 and everything it holds for this podcast and so much more. Um, so thank you guys for being here, for listening, for following along. I know with that, I do feel like we should say thank you to the disco community because this podcast has absolutely been um, what as a creator and a person who shares online like my peak of something I have created. Um, I just, I, I always call it like the summer fling I didn't think would last. Like I kind of entered into podcasting, like thinking one thing about podcasting and then coming out of it being like, wow, I am absolutely like head over heels in love with podcasting. And so, you know, it's hard to podcast when no one listens. <laughs> you can do it, but it's not as fun or rewarding. And so thank you to you guys um, for making help making 2023 what it was for Discover. And thank you for being along for the ride in 2024. We have um, exciting things planned that we're going to roll out with the podcast that um, hopefully our disco community will love. So cheers to 2024. Um, and I guess, you know, like, what do you close the book on a good year of 2023? All right. We'll see you guys on Thursday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.